All right. Welcome back to the uh, Three Stooges of Basketball podcast. We've made it to episode 27 somehow. Um, and today we will get to uh, the old Three Stooges drafts. We have a uh, pseudo draft lottery system with a with a wheel that I have on my other monitor over here that we'll get to later. Um, but there are just a couple things that we'll get to before then. Um, we started off talking about, uh, um, you know, Minnesota's non-conference schedule before we got on the pod. So it, just to break that up for our own sanity, um, we'll just ask Mason how the old U.S. Open uh, tournament was down in Memphis. Yeah, so I was down uh, in Memphis, like Brady said, uh, for four days. Uh, and if for you guys who don't know, the U.S. Open was uh, basically the college basketball academy where it was a uh, individual camp with, I don't know, probably 200 to 250 individual kids. Um, at the same time, there was uh, a tournament called the U.S. Open with 2025 and 2026 programs from across the country, and they did a good job of, I thought, bringing in some of the top teams at each grade level. Um, and I thought it, I my overall impressions of the first year is that it went fairly solidly for what it was. Uh, obviously, there's always things that are going to need to be, you know, tweaked and looked at and made better uh, for, you know, the next year's down the line. Uh, however, this first year I thought went pretty well. Um, you know, the individual portion was a lot better than I had initially thought it was going to be. Um, I only saw, you know, probably 20 to 30 names that I recognized on the initial list um, that were like Division One kids. Uh, but then when I got there uh, and started watching some of the games and stuff, um, because essentially it was just a huge elite camp, uh, there were a lot of, of West Coast and East Coast kids that I did not know. Um, that that were legitimate players and, you know, some power five kids as well. Um, so the individual portion was really good. Um, the team portion of the U.S. Open, um, it was good too. Uh, I wish that uh, there would have been better communication between the NCAA and each program for uh, what uh, players were eligible to play. Uh, I'm, I'm very uneducated on what was said, but there are rumors that, you know, certain teams were allowed to bring down, you know, whoever they wanted from their 17U team. So, you know, if a 2025 or 26 played 17U all summer, you know, some teams were allowed to bring down all those kids. Apparently some teams might've been told that they're only allowed to bring down two of their kids, um, which, which obviously ended up in a little bit of bickering. Uh, back and forth between programs on social media throughout the event. Um, I'm of the, you know, the ilk that I think that, you know, if, if you're a program, you should be able to bring all of your best 25s, no matter if your entire 25 team played 17U all year. Um, I know West Virginia Thunder said that they're only allowed to bring two kids or they're only allowed to bring two kids down. Uh, I know they have quite a few 25s that play up. Um, whereas, you know, all Iowa Tech's starting five for their 25s were their 17U EYBL starting five this year. Uh, so there was just a little bit of a miscommunication, I think, potentially on the NCAA on that front. Again, I'm uneducated to really speak on it. Uh, however, I am of the opinion that I think that, you know, 
if if you are a 25 in a program, you should have been eligible to play no matter if you're, you know, the second or the seventh kid that would have been brought down. Um, but overall, the team stuff was, was really good. Uh, there are some teams that, you know, played extremely well. There, are, As always, there are some teams there that, um, you know, just were kind of, I think, a little bit in over their head a little bit. Um, but, you know, some of them were automatic qualifiers from the summer in various events, et cetera. Um, and then just a quick rundown of how the bracket shaped up. So all Iowa Tech in this uh, 2025 division went six and one. Uh, they ended up playing pro skills in the championship. Uh, they blew pro skills out to win. Uh, or this was 2026, sorry. Um, they blew pro skills out in the 2026s. And then uh, they actually played North Tartan in the 2025 championship. And they also um, beat them pretty handily. So all Iowa Tech won both of the championships, which, um, you know, was was a little surprising to me in the 2026 level, um, just with that makeup of the team. Uh, however, they played extremely well all weekend and were hitting shots and, you know, just were playing probably the best basketball they've played all year, actually. Um, and in their 2025s, I probably would have said that they were the favorite coming in just because, you know, they had five kids down off of 17 you know, uh, with – you know, obviously a ton of experience from a runner-up finish at 17 years ago this year. So um, not to just keep talking and keep talking about it, but overall it was really good. Some kids really stood out to me as well. Um, and all I would attack took, took home the, the two titles this, this past week. So. Well, I guess we can move over to, to Eric. I mean, we, he already got a lot of his thoughts out about the, uh, the recent release of the Minnesota, non-conference schedule but we might as well just get that thing on the pot too so what do you got for us eric well gopher fans one thing you're gonna be excited you have 10 home games in the non-conference you're gonna be at the barn a lot it's a very exciting team it's a very win uh, how do i put this it's a win friendly schedule it doesn't necessarily mean it's an ncaa tournament resume building schedule i would say you know if you look at the schedule you have 12 games total. You're three. I mean, obviously, UConn's your strength of schedule, win or lose, unless you're blown out like 900 to four to UConn. Just playing UConn usually helps your strength of schedule. So, and if you, and especially if you could be competitive, under 20, hell, single digits, scare the hell out of them for a few little bit, that's going to go a long way. It makes me nervous that you don't really have much to ramp up before that. Granted that you, you know, I think here in a couple of weeks, they're going to leave for an overseas trip. So that will help kind of get, you know, some of the chemistry to 10 extra practices. It's a new staff, new players. Well, some new players, you still have your core with those 2022s. Um, you had now have, I would say, you know, a rising star who's going to be in my mind, a star in this league in Bron Mamba, Mara Bron. Um, so you, sh- I mean, granted, we also know injuries can happen. We are Minnesota, so in every sports team, we're usually good for one questionable loss for no goddamn reason every year. Um, your three wins, your three games that I would look at is your most entertaining is going to be UConn at the barn, but that's just a Paige Becker's homecoming. So maybe you know, try your best, Godspeed. <laughs> then you have at Kentucky, and you're at and home against Drake. 
if you could split that and finish your non-conference at 10 and two, hell 11 and one, if you get both Kentucky and Drake somehow, and your only loss is UConn, that sets you, then that's you've maximized your non-conference. Basically what you have to do is beat the teams you're supposed to beat handedly, give UConn whatever you can give UConn. And with the two, I would, I mean, Drake's probably the better team. Mason would know them better than I would. Drake's probably the better team. But you're in the barn. Usually, if you're going to pull off an upset on a, as an upstart team, or kind of you know, you're going to pull it off at your home court more than on the road. Kentucky, they owe them one. I think they let one slip away last year. Even with the different coaching staff and freshmen, I think they had Kentucky last year. If they make a few less turnovers, hit a few more shots, and Kentucky, I don't know, plays like Kentucky did the rest of the year instead of playing like UConn. But that would be that's my thought on it. I mean, it's very fan friendly. It should be win friendly, hopefully. It's just you're if besides UConn and maybe Drake, you're gonna probably have to get your NCAA tournament resume building or securing wins in the Big Ten conference, which we won't even get into that because the Big Ten is an absolute monster. So get through non-conference, healthy, happy. Two losses at best to make sure those two losses are to any combination of UConn, Drake, or at Kentucky. Mason, do you have any follow-ups for, for that? Uh, yeah, so uh, just kind of a little bit of an expansion on Drake. So they are they did lose some, some key pieces this past year. Uh, they do have some key pieces returning. Uh, you know, Grace Berg ended up coming back. Uh, for another year, Katie Denebier is obviously still there. Uh, Anna Miller is probably going to end up slotting into the starting lineup. Um, and then you've got like Heather McAuley and, and Courtney Becker. So they have some pieces that are just, they're, I don't think it's going to be as strong as they were last year, but, uh, you know, kind of with their style of play, um, you know, they're always a tough game. Uh, so. I think I think it'll be a, a close game. I think it could go both ways. I think Minnesota would probably be favored in that game since it is at home. Um, they might be favored if it was at Drake, but Drake's just kind of a really tough place to play. Um, so I, I would say Minnesota has a shot to win that game, but um, you know if, if Drake is hitting their shots and Minnesota's not getting back in transition, then it could be a long day because that's kind of what Drake feasts on. So. But other than that, no other thoughts. Is it a draft lottery time now? Sure, sure is, moderator. Well, well, we'll just lay down some some ground rules here, um, just so everyone kind of knows what's what's going on. Um, so right now I have a wheel on um a random name generator site, and I got you know my name, I got Eric's name, and I got Mason's name in there. So I'm gonna spin that wheel to see who gets the number one pick but also we're gonna throw a little bit of a of some ground rules down just so you all can follow along um one being uh the only players that are available to be selected for us are kids who have played varsity basketball um in wisconsin minnesota and iowa um this past season um so it's basically going to be the classes of 26 through 24 in iowa and wisconsin and all the way down to the 28s in minnesota because they're different and they feel like they need to be different <laughs> um so is, is there anything else that uh i've left out in that that anyone wants to, to add on to that um so i feel like that was everything but i also could be forgetting something Nothing when here. you said I'm going to, when you said I'm going to lay down some ground rules, I honestly thought you were going to say like 
four or five rules and not just like a couple sentences of the same rule. Yeah. Uh, however, I am clear. I am ready to pick the worst team. So I am currently driving as I've been doing on like almost every single podcast the last month. <laughs> but I am ready. Uh, well, I guess I'll spin this old wheel and we'll see uh, who gets that uh, one one line. Um, uh oh, it looks like it's going to be Eric getting the uh, the number one the number one pick here. So mm-hmm. let me get that name down there. Um, so we got Eric with the with the. I can't see it. I think it's rigged. I'm protesting it before we even start. Yeah, well, believe me, if I were rigging it, it definitely would not be Eric getting the number one pick. So one well, quick question: Is this like snake? So is this like snake? So where I'll be like pick one and then pick six, or is it like correct? Okay, perfect. Okay, I got. And you. then uh, I got two. So Eric, uh, so Mason's gonna get the snake at the the first and mm-hmm. second, which which I guess uh, um, I think he'll be able to live with. Yeah, I'm well positioned. Okay, so I'm ready. Uh, let me let me. Let me just format this a little bit here. Uh, let's see. So, Eric, you have the number one pick. Um, okay. What, what exactly do you plan on doing with it? <laughs> Adam Greenway, next. <laughs> I mean, let me talk it out here a little bit. There's also Ja'Kayla Craft. There's, you know, there's a lot of good players. There's Leah Crump out there. You don't got to just go in Minnesota. You can go outside of Minnesota. Oh, what's the number one pick? I'm taking the microwave, the magician, the next team, <laughs> Adam Greenway. Not Amanda Anderson. Oh, That's pretty like she's terrible. She's she round two. Okay, <laughs> Miss Irrelevant. Well, <laughs> is there is there any reasoning you want to give Eric? I mean, I feel like this whole podcast has been you giving a reason for that pick already. But is there anything else you want to add to that? Because I just won the draft. Because you just won the draft. <laughs> oh, there got the you got one of the top players in the country, one of the top players in the state of Minnesota in the Midwest. Got probably one of the most electric players in the state of Minnesota. I'm happy with that pick. I'm gonna ride. I'm rolling with that pick all day long, and I know I'm gonna be at the top. I would have loved to have known what the odds on Eric picking Madden yeah. with his number one pick would have been after he got the number one overall pick. Had to be like something stupid. If I would have got, it was probably like minus twenty thousand, twenty grand to win a dollar. If I would have gotten the third pick, I think one of you two might have taken her just so I couldn't have her on my team. Oh, I oh. was a hundred percent. Just so you couldn't. I, I I have a better player pick, but well, oh, for Brady's my team neck. construction, I should say. Brady's neck. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll take the in my opinion the best kid in the three states right now in Ali Zabel. Um, you know, coming off a gold medal with. You know, the U.S. Uh, U19 team um, has been one of the best scorers in Wisconsin for the past few years. And, you know, obviously, UConn commit. I don't really feel like I can go wrong with that. Um, and uh, she's basically, you know, ripped, you know, every every defense she's seen apart for the last, like, three years. So um, I feel like that's probably the – I thought she was – in my opinion, she's the best kid in the Midwest. Um, I might be I might be wrong, <laughs> according to Eric. Um, but I just think the resume that she's built is uh, unmatched by by anyone in the twenty four class in in the uh, three state region we're discussing. So I'll take I'll take Allie. The difference is awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of really good players to pick. It's, it's kind of nice that I have I have two picks in a row, but I have like seven players in my mind. So I guess that means I'm going to get at least three of them right. Um. So for me, um, you know, I'm going to probably end up staying kind of young. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a developmental team <laughs> looking for all the potential. 
Uh, so my first round pick, pick number three, is going to be Tori Orline. Um, and not just because, um, not not just because she's obviously a really solid player, but I want you know if we're constructing a team, I want positional versatility. You know, she can pretty much play all five positions on the floor. She can score it. She can rebound it. I think her skill set will be magnified and her ability as a player will be magnified, um, you know, with, without being the number one or two scoring option on the floor. Um, so if I'm looking at a pure team perspective, uh, I think, you know, in a team of five, you know, what's going to be high major kids, um, or no, you know, five high major starters, I think that her skill sets are just going to be magnified. Um, and then number four, uh, I'm going to take the aforementioned Olivia Olson, uh, just because I think she's super dynamic. Um, you know, that gives me good scoring, you know, on the wing. Um, I think there, I also wanted to pick her with this selection, uh, just because I don't think there are a ton of, you know, really good wings, um, you know, that can, can score the ball. Uh, you know, kind of as well as she can. Uh, and I think it's pretty guard heavy in the Midwest right now. So that's why I went with Olivia. Um, and I think her and Tori would, would actually play really well off of each other. Um, For me, um, I think I have um pretty much all the offense I could ever ask for with Allie, um, Allie Isabel. Um, so I want to take a guard who can um, really uh, D up. And, you know, I'm going to obviously add to the um, – Olivia Olson, Liv McGill thing by taking Liv McGill here. Um, I think, you know, having a kid like that who can create and defend on the ball and just be a disruption at the point of attack and be arguably the best kid at the point of attack, um, depending on, you know, who she's playing. Um, I think I kind of have to take her at this point just to balance out some offense, defense stuff as I kind of look to build out the rest of my team. And, you know, she's obviously one of the best kids in the Midwest too. So can't really go wrong with having Liv McGill on your roster. Do I get two picks in a row now? Correct. Well, you should know who number six is going to be. Ja'Kayla Craft. Um, come on now. I mean, just a killer on this whole AAU season. State champion. She's going to knock down shooters. She's going to get you some rebounds. She's going to fight with everyone. She's going to put a double-double on you. And can you imagine the speed of Madden Greenway kicking out to the outstanding shooting of Ja'Kayla Craft? I'll take it. And speaking of shooting, because if you have Ja'Kayla on one corner as a knockdown shooter, you got to have another knockdown shooter on the other side. So I'm going Eileen Tanky. I'm taking Tank. I'm taking Kraft. I want both with Madden running the point. I'll we'll be hitting threes left, right, and sideways. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, that was definitely an, a name that uh, is quite good. Um, so one thing that I'm looking to do with this next pick is I'm trying to get a, a corner of the market on kids with size. Um, so I think the name that I'm going to go with here is Amani Jenkins. Oh, okay. Um, sure. um, I, uh, okay. Um, well, I think Amani Jenkins is probably the best kid who can, you know, play at the five in the Midwest right now, in my opinion. Um, so I think there's. Um, a lot of, obviously a lot of talent there um, for her being able to be a little bit of more of a versatile um, 
you know, kid who can play the five or the four. And I think with the kids I'm going to end up taking, she's going to end up playing the five. And, you know, athleticism, I think that's going to be pretty valuable um, going forward because I don't think there's going to be many kids that are like her in this draft. So might as well, uh, you know, if this is fantasy football, this is me taking Travis Kelsey <laughs> early. So I'll take uh, I'll take a money. All right. So now I'm back to um, back to two picks in a row for me. Um, and this draft has gone excellently so far. Um, you can never go wrong with length on the wing. I might be a team of like 5'11 to 6'1 kids when it's all said and done, I guess, but alas, it is what it is. Uh, so I will be taking Aaliyah Crump. Uh, another wing, you know, a, a two, three, four of Aaliyah Crump, Olivia Olson. And Tori Orline in any order uh, is is a pretty tough task to defend. Um, you know she can score it. You know, she she has uh, you know really good potential on the defensive side of the floor. Uh, you know she's she's a tough kid who you know and, and a little bit of it was her playing so well down in Memphis this past week uh, offensively um, that really you know caught my attention. Um, so she's going to be my first pick, or the last pick, I guess, of round two. Uh, and then... Three. Okay. Yes. <laughs> last pick of round three. And then my first pick in round four, uh, I I obviously at this point need a point guard. And I'm kind of battling back in between two kids right now. Um, but I'm going to take the one who is probably the more polished offensive threat because who in the heck needs defense in the point guard position when you can score 40 points a game. So I'm going to be taking Addy Mack from my point guard. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think all of these kids, uh, you know, fit really well with each other. They can all handle the ball. They can all score slash shoot it, etc. So I am taking Addy Mack as my, my point guard. Um, so for, for my pick in the fourth round here, I'm going to go back to going after some versatile wings who can play the two through the four. Um, I'm going to go with Iowa commit Tegan Mullaney. Um, that kid had a outstanding year with, uh, McFarland last year going to the state tournament and doing, you know, some things that, uh, I've never seen done to a Notre Dame defense before. Um, she was almost triple double in that game. Um, had a really good summer with, uh, Wisconsin Lakers as well. Um, so I'm just going to pair her with Allie Isabel on the wing as I, I continue to, uh, to build this roster out. Is it my turn for two picks? It is your turn for two picks. I'm thinking about, I want, I want a post, but I want like a versatile post one that can get like buck wild, but like also rebound. This may be at the 12th pick. It may be controversial, but I like uh, a good stretch four. I'm taking Tucker Downs, Tuck Tuck, taking her because she's that stretch four. And then when you do that, this one might be even more controversial. I'm taking Irma Walker. I want just a brute force, a rebounder. If she might have the spacing in there to be dominant, if you having all these shooters around her and like Madden kicking out, you're gonna have to either come over to slide over to stop Madden. You have shooters. So there's my picks, Tuck Tuck, Tucker Downs, and Irma Walker at 12th and 13th. 
Um, yeah, for me now, um, I'm in a interesting position. I feel like I can go a lot of different directions with this pick. Um, but what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go, um, with another Wisconsin kid. Um, and I'm going to go back to the wing and I'm going to stick with that 24 class. And I'm going to go with Kale Peterson. Um, I like having that length on the wing now that I have my one and my five kind of set of kind of where I want to be there. Um, going a little bit uh wisconsin uh centric these past few picks um but i really like the the length that i have on the wings with uh ali tegan and kale and you know um having one of those kids even come off the bench um if you have to is not the worst thing in the world either depending on who i pick up later here um and i and obviously they all can score and they're all um able to you know play some respectable enough defense on on the wings and you know compete with some of these other kids that are getting taken off the board All right, so for my two picks here, uh, I'm actually really surprised because my board, in my mind, is still fully intact, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> um, however, I have made the decision after those last couple of picks to uh, run five-out offense, uh, so I don't want a post player. Uh, Tori Orline, thank you. You are my five, and you will be able to hold it down outside. Um <laughs> So pick number whatever this is, because I don't have it in front of me. 15. Uh, I am 15. I am taking uh, another guard, Jenica Lewis. Uh, so Jenica Lewis will be my two guard. Um, obviously one of the, the best kids in, in the 2026 class in the Midwest. Um, you know, not just Minnesota and Wisconsin uh, and Iowa, but, you know, all the surrounding states. Um you know, she, she's kind of a she's, – she's almost like Tori in a way where I think that her ability is going to be magnified by those who are around her, uh, even though, you know, she's already very good uh, on the offensive end. Um, and, and her and Hattie, I think, will be able to interchange at that point guard position uh, pretty well. Um, and I guess I'm going to go uh, – with a with a player now who I thought would be off the board by now, uh, I'm surprised isn't. Uh, but some chemistry here, Kendall McGee. Uh, you know, again, just looking for scoring. Uh, you know, can play a little bit of defense. Uh, but if, if we're scoring 120 points a game, uh, you know, and you're bringing Kendall McGee off the bench or you know Jenica Lewis off the bench, you're a pretty good team. So those are my two picks at this time. Um, so it, for me, um, I basically have all 24s plus Amani Jenkins right now. So I'm actually going to go <laughs> a little younger. Um, so I'm going to piggyback off of that Jenica Lewis pick and I'm going to take Jayla Williams. I think my team could do with a little bit more athleticism. Um, and I think Jayla's obviously had a great, uh, summer with the, uh, Kingdom Hoops team that she plays with. Um, so I'm going to take her, um, to play in our backcourt with, uh, Liv McGill, which I think think i could be doing a lot worse uh with i i like the athleticism and the uh you know the i don't really know how to say dynamic or the i mean they're both dynamic we'll just put it that way before i triple over my own words yeah sure that one um so i'll take uh i'll take jayla to be in the backcourt with uh with live at times and i just like the way my backcourt's looking and i think uh i think i have a nice little uh I mean, Mason thinks he's got some good scoring. I think I got some pretty good scoring in myself on on my end. So I mean, I'll I'll take I'll take my roster, of course, because I drafted it. So I don't really have a choice. Sure. But uh, um, all right, Eric, what do you got? 
picks 18 and 19. So I'm starting to make a list here because I'm one of the people players that are available that I've thought about. So it's hard to pick two, but I have to go with athleticism, length, all that kind of stuff. So at number 18, we're going Kale Junkie. She can play one through five. She can swap the shots one through five. She can hit the big threes. Mama can rebound. Kale Junkie, mm-mm, we good. That's our <laughs> five right there. We don't need a post. Damn you, Eric. Damn you. That was my next pick. <laughs> That's why I'm glad I went with her. And then staying with that theory of um, length and size and athleticism and between two of them, and Brady's going to know why I didn't pick the other, this other one at now, but I'm going to go with J.C. Rath because I, <laughs> I want another three-point shooter. And so my that's pick 19 is J.C. Rath. I like the size. I like someone who can block Olivia Olsen uh, up at the top, meet her twice on the pipes. So... There's my two picks at 18 and 19. Well, it's nice to know that uh, Eric can tag JC Rath in this podcast and not be <laughs> um, and not be, you know, incorrectly tagging someone. So that's always nice. Um, <laughs> um, well, hopefully she gets to listen to it now. Hopefully it's not like a boy who cried wolf situation. But um, <laughs> I'm also for, for me, I'm going back to the um, to the well of the 26 class. Um, and I am going to uh, look for just pure pure scoring in, in this pick. Um, and I think she's good enough to defend a lot of these kids, too. Uh, I just haven't gotten to see her um, a ton this summer, but I'm going to take Natalie Cuso. Um, I think Natalie's a Natalie, someone who can, you know, she's been filling it up basically for like the last like, you know, four years or however long she's been with Wisconsin Lakers. And she led uh, Arrowhead in scoring last year with with a team with a kid who's going to play mid-major basketball um, as their point guard. So she's playing as an off-ball guards, off-ball guard. Wow. What was that? Um, scoring pretty much 18, 19 a game. Um, obviously played up with Wisconsin Lakers too this summer on their 17U team and did a quite, quite a nice job. So I'll, I'll take Kuso with this pick. Uh, yeah, for me, this is going to be, um, again, a little bit of some roster construction. Again, I must like really like the wings in the Midwest. Um, I'm going with uh, Addie Shepley Ooh, with my. How did Brady not take that pick? That's what I was thinking. I was just <laughs> running it down in my head. Um, again, you know, a lot of size, scoring ability, can defend. You know, pretty close to what kale is maybe not as good defensively um but you know still has that link taller than kale um so you know when i was trying to think of who to pick instead of kale addy came to my mind um <laughs> and, and i think that just gives me you know another sixth wing um you know that's just gonna allow me to to really miss provide some mismatches with my roster uh and then my next pick um again Kind of another wing, kind of a two guard, three, um, and this is purely for athleticism and uh, defensive ability. Uh, I'm going to go with Jaden Pratt uh, from the 25 class here in Iowa. Uh, I think she is probably one of the most athletic kids that we're going to pick to pick today. Um, you know, she has a big volleyball background. You know, can kind of jump out of the gym. Um, you know, can definitely defend one through four can even defend some fives if needed with her toughness uh as as brady and i witnessed at the iowa state tournament where she went out with a 
like lost two gallons of blood from her nose and came back and played. Um, so that those are going to be my two picks um, for for this little for picks, whatever it is. Okay, um, so Eddie Shepley would have been next for me um, had that been out there. So I'm going to change my um, thought process a tiny bit um, for this pick, but I'm going to also go with a kid with some size. Um, this kid's been 87 and three in, in her high school career with three state titles. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of size here and take Wisconsin commit Gracie Gresh. Um, she's uh, someone who brings a lot of uh, you know toughness as well. Um, she has a winning background with both her both her AU program going 25 and 0 this summer and um, winning USJN for whatever that's worth. Um, so she's had a, uh, really, really, really successful, um, high school and, uh, high school AAU career. So, um, I'm going to take the, the winning culture that Notre Dame and Purple Aces at, and her specific Purple Aces team has produced. So I'll take a uh, Gracie Gresh instead of, uh, Eddie Shepley there. I get picks 24 and 25 and I have, six names on my board. So I'm sitting good, but what I'm going to do, I want, I want some more defense. I want to like pressure and get out and run and do that. So I'm going to go with Maya Crawford from Iowa. I like her game, big time shooter, but she can put a lot of defensive pressure on just smooth. I, I'd like to see, you know, when you see her out there, like with Ja'Kayla Craft, she can play with Madden, she can play on the ball, off the ball. Maya Crawford, you, you've been selected. And the next one, I need a, I hate to say backup point guard because, but Madden's the lead guard. But I need another lead guard because I want to push the pace. So I'm going to go with Miss Anisha Scott. So I'm bringing two guards, very both athletic, both quick, both play defense. So I'm very guard heavy. Like Tucker might be our five. Um. So what I'm going to do here is I am going to take, in my opinion, the number one 2025 in the state of Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Rainey Wilson here. Um, she, uh, she's been, you know, obviously she's basically been the best kid at Hortonville the past two years, even with, uh, the talent that was there her freshman year, she led that team in scoring, um, been playing with that North Harton team for, um, for a while now was a runner up in the 16 U EYBL, um, Nike nationals tournament, not this past summer, but the summer before. Um, so I'll go ahead and take, uh, Rainey Wilson with uh, my ninth round pick. And I think that this might be the best ninth round pick that will be out there. So I'll go ahead and take, uh, take Rainey. Oh man, Brady, that was, um, that was going to be my, uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to instead pivot a little bit, uh, to, I guess if you call it pivot, uh, to someone who is nationally ranked by ESPN in the top 30, and we haven't picked her yet. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm, I'm making the executive decision on my draft board as the CEO of my draft board to <laughs> pick the teammates for all Iowa Tech, 17U, both from Iowa, both from the same high school. So you know they're going to have a little bit of chemistry after playing together for three or four years. I'm going to take Divine and Journey. Uh, from Davenport North in Iowa. Uh, both of them. I had Divine are, on my board. Both of them very athletic, uh, different games. Divine, you know, handles the ball a little bit better, can shoot it uh, from the outside a little bit better. Uh, but since I decided to go with the no true post player um, effect, I think that Journey, uh, you know, along with Tori and Jaden, 
you know, have, have the physical ability, have the toughness um, to kind of hold down that spot. Uh, but also things obviously provide a huge mismatch on the offensive end uh, where, you know, the true fives aren't going to be able to guard those players, um, you know, and they'll just be able to, to go one-on-one with them almost the entire game. Uh, but they do have the strength to, you know, uh, defend the inside. So uh, I think that's my ninth and tenth pick. And I am extremely happy with a pair of top 35 kids in the country. So, Brady, I think mine was better. Although I was <laughs> if you didn't pick her. However, alas, I think I got the better in the stick. Well, um, so to round out my draft, um, I'm looking for a kid who can bring a bit of uh, a winning pedigree. And, um, you know, I'm also going to, you know, piggyback on what Mason said a little bit. I will take a kid who is a teammate of one of the kids I have already drafted. Um, and I am going to take another kid with an 87 and three high school record, um, went 25 and 0 with their purple aces team this summer. And I'm going to take uh, one of my favorite kids to watch in the state of Wisconsin and Trista Feta. Um, I think that kid's just a absolute winner. Um, I don't think that there's, uh, I, I think with having her, I don't really, um, count on losing that often just because she seems to find a way to win uh, regardless of where she is. I mean, in the state title game two years ago, she her team was up by four in the second half, and she just ripped four threes in a row um, to separate from Pewaukee in, in that um, in that state uh, state state title game. Wow, if I can speak English. Um, then uh, looking at last year when they played, uh, you know, Minnesota Furies twenty twenty three team playing up, she was awesome in that game. She was awesome against Tria Hope the last two uh, in the uh, two games that they played them um, in Minnesota Iowa last year. So um, I'll take Trista Feta um, to round out the uh, the round out the roster. Okay, with the final pick in the 2023 three-student mm-hmm. draft, I have so many choices I could go here. I'm surprised no one took my Wilson or Kate Amelot, so they're on my board. I had Hadley Soul on my board, but I decided to go with J.C. Raff because, oh, Hadley. <laughs> There's a couple posts that are available, but I want that glue player. I want that player that's going to just – doesn't have to score the ball all the time, just wants to rebound, work hard, play good defense. So I'm going with the future St. Thomas Tommy, Michaela Warner. Oh, my. Okay, well, that should it um, for the draft here. So just we're going to recap this a little bit here. Um, so this is uh, just just to say it verbally, this is, this is Eric's roster here. Um, so it. with his – um, uh, but I got it right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through all of ours real quick. Oh, um, and and feel free to make a case for for your team after I'm done. Um, reading all these off. Um, so with so with Eric's first round pick, he he took. Uh, um, I'm Dang not it. gonna say the whole. I'm not gonna say the whole <laughs> thing. Um, uh, he took Madden Greenway. Of course he did. Um, he has Jaquela Craft. Um, in the second round, Eileen Tanky in round three. Um, Tucker Downs in round four. Uh, round five. Round five. Um, he took Irma Walker. Um, in round six, he has Kale uh, Jonke, and then round seven is J.C. Rath. Uh, round eight was Maya Crawford. Round nine was Anisha Scott, and with uh, Miss Irrelevant of the draft, he took uh, Michaela Warner. That's the last. That's what the name of the last pick of the draft is. It's not a not an awkward Michaela. I love Michaela, but that's just the name. That's just the name of the last pick of the draft. And he, should, what's what's should, your? Let's fly. Let's fly her at the California like they do. Uh, get her a jersey that says Miss Irrelevant and all that. It's a celebrated thing in the NFL. <laughs> and also, Brady, could you take a screenshot 
and like or a picture of the roster to me since we're gonna discuss it and I'm currently driving. Uh yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh Eric, oh. what's what's your case? Well, let's be honest, I have Madden Greenway. That's that should put me at the top to begin with. But no, I have I have a team that's gonna probably score in the 80s, maybe low, like maybe high 70s. But you have players like Tuck, you have Jaquela Craft, you have Kale, you have JC. We're very long and lanky. I'm not sure. We might we might throw some presses. We might do some three two zones. We might throw some doubles. Like Kale and JC are going to be swatting shots into the tenth row. You're gonna have you're gonna be pushing. You're gonna have creative guards with Madden and Anisha, and you know, then you have the you have the defensive guards of kind of Jaquela and Maya Crawford. All of them can hit threes. Then you have the down low. You know Irma. If you have four shooters, Irma's gonna go one on one. She can usually. Her size might be a question, but she her strength has never been questioned. So Irma's gonna eat alive down low. Michaela Warner is just she doesn't need to score all the time. She just wants to rebound, do what the team needs, be that glue player, play good defense, get on the ground for after loose ball. Eileen Tanky just gonna hit eight threes a game. She's just gonna stand there and wave to people as they <laughs> try and stop her shot. So and then Tucker Downs, I mean, she can give you a triple double if she needed to, because Tuck Tuck is unstoppable. Um, I would say if this, if we allowed North Dakota to be in there, Lily Bell would have probably been one of my top picks, but Lily Bell is not in the state of Minnesota yet. And so, but my team, listen, we're going to, we're going to hold teams to under 60 points and we're going to score 70 plus 75 plus every game. We're going to put on a show. We're going to dunk pretty soon. JC and Kayla are going to dunk. Well, if we if we allowed the Dakotas in there, Mason and I would be having a cat fight over who got Emily Fox on their roster. Um, yeah. so that's probably for the best. Um, yeah, I probably but, would have just been like, I'm just taking Sanford starting five uh, <laughs> yeah, with probably. my first five picks. Uh, well, I, I will take yeah, I'll take Brooklyn. You know, all. Of them. <laughs> yeah, just to be fair, you can't go too wrong with that. <laughs> it's not really a wrong wrong uh. Nope. Not really a wrong pick, but um, for me, um, for uh, the fighting Brady's, I guess we'll call them. Um, so I believe I have the best kid in the entire draft that I took with the number two pick in Ali Zabel. Um, I don't really think there's a defense that can stop her. Um, I think she's going to be, uh, if she wants to score 30 points in a game, she's going to score 30 points in a game, whether it's on 10 shots, whether it's on um, 12 shots, doesn't really matter. She'll figure out a way to get 30 points as efficiently as humanly possible. Um, I think uh, having Liv McGill in the backcourt is going to be very, uh, very important with some of the some of the guards that are taken in this draft. Um, obviously, you know, Madden Greener at the first overall pick. Um, that's a kid who's probably going to have to guard her on, on my roster. Um, then I look at, you know, Mason's team and, you know, they have a ton of really good guards and wings. And if I'm looking for someone to slow them down as much as humanly possible, I think I I think I have the best defensive guard um, in, in this draft. So I'll take. I'll take her as long as she's not following people. Um, I'll take her 10 times out of 10. Um, and then uh, I also took Imani Jenkins as well. And I believe that she's probably the most talented post that is in the Midwest right now. And with her um, ability to you know, move her feet on the perimeter, and I think she's going to be able to, you know, be able to survive enough um, in switching situations where I think she's going to do a, a good job, um, you know, being able to be down low, um, grab offensive rebounds and, you know, run the floor and, you know, be able to uh, contest some of these shots from like kids like Galia Crump or, um, you know, even Kale Jonke if she has to, uh, you know, guard her on the on the perimeter. 
Um, but then, you know, a long stretch of Wisconsin kids here to close things out for me. Um, Tegan Mullaney, I think, is one of the most underrated kids in the Midwest. Um, she is uh, was one of the leading scorers in the state in her sophomore year, only behind Ali Isabel. Back-to-back games in her sophomore year, she scored 54 and 61 points. So she can definitely score it. Um, and even though she's not going to have to score that amount of that amount for this team, I think um, having her out there and being able to, you know, take, you know, eight shots to 10 shots a game, I think she's going to be more than capable of, you know, getting 15 points or 20 points on a right on a fairly consistent basis. Um, then uh, Kale Peterson, um, I think she's another kid who's going to bring a lot of size for for us, um, especially with. Again, some of the wings that are taken in this draft to, you know, our six foot plus wings. Um, she's a kid with a with a you know state state championship to her name. She's, you know, one on the biggest stages in Wisconsin. She's um as Eric saw um at Nike Nationals, can uh, you know, play play in late game situations and hit game winners for us if we truly need it. Cause I'm guessing these games are gonna be 85, 83 or something like that. So if I need a shot at the end, I know I can count on Kale. Um but then looking at uh looking at um the second half of my drafts um, taking Jayla Williams, I think is a steal in the sixth round. Um, we've had discussions on here for possibly, you know, being on that same level of uh, Jenica nationally at some point when people truly get to see her, she's obviously blown up this summer um, with power five offers, basically, you know, coming out of every vent in her house, just basically flying at her. Um, so I think she's a, she's a kid who's going to be really, really important to us just with her athleticism and her ability to, uh, you know, make something out of nothing. And, you know, especially when we get in transition, she's going to be someone who can, uh, you know, make a play, um, in a, in a pinch. Um, then looking at Natalie Cuso, another kid who is uh, very highly thought of in the, uh, ESPN W class 26 rankings. Um, I think her ability to score it is another one that's, uh, like, you know, especially with, with Mason's team, they're obviously going to score a bunch of points. Um, but I think with Natalie Cuso, she's going to be a kid who can come off the bench and uh, match whatever um, he has coming off the bench. And, you know, he's another kid who uh, has a bunch of offers from all over the place. But um, really like the fact they got Cuso in round seven. Um, but then uh, looking at the last three picks of my draft, I have kids who, uh, you know, come from winning programs um, and obviously have a lot of talent as well um Gracie Gresh and, and Randy Wilson are kids who probably will be will both be playing power five basketball um and uh Gracie um is a kid who's you know one much everywhere she's gone basically since she started playing basketball basketball family um can you know play in the post where you know a lot of these kids maybe can't uh defend her in the post just with her size and and strength she's uh been doing it for forever she does a really job of getting good post position so I think we can steal some points with her coming off the bench and just, you know, sealing or, you know, just getting that post position for some of these guards. Um, then Randy Wilson, not really, not really, uh, you know, whole lot to say other than this kid's unbelievable. Um, on her day, she can be the best kid on the floor um, pretty much with anyone, even even with uh, playing Alex Bell in the sectional final this year to go to state. She put 36 on on that Nina team. So she's clearly a kid who can, you know, rise to the occasion. Um, then uh, with my last pick taking Trista Feta, I believe that that kid's going to have to play power five basketball. Um, and I've said it for over a year. Um, she's gone toe to toe with a kid like Katie Fizo um, and come out on the better end of it last year in Minnesota. Um, she's going to be playing at Illinois state, but just again, another kid with winning pedigree um, like Grace shoes you know they play together since they were you know knee high um so i having her to round out the roster and you know being able to play some minutes at, at one um you know just in case Liv mcgill does get into some foul trouble i think i can be doing a lot worse with uh with that one spot and having all the uh the skill and, and athletes on on the uh on the roster that i have i i firmly believe that if i had to uh run out with these five against either of these two rosters i i firmly i'm 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 
very confident, I should say, that my team would, would come out on top. Lies you tell. <laughs> uh, what do you uh, uh yes yeah. yeah so i was just gonna say like i obviously did this draft blind uh, now that i'm looking at my roster uh, i like it even more uh, i like the roster construction a lot um so for me you know i i basically went four guards six wings except those six wings all pretty much can play you know, multiple spots on the floor uh, and can handle the ball if need be. Uh, I don't think, I don't think I have anyone that isn't very comfortable with a ball in their hand uh, as, as I think we all have, because, you know, these are some of the players in the States. Uh, and even after the draft, I was like, man, there are some kids that I didn't pick that I'm just like, wow, mm -hmm. like I feel like I'm sliding mm -hmm. those kids. But it's so tough. Like, um, the first kid that came to my mind was Ava Zedeker. I'm like, wow, she's like one of the toughest kids. And, like, no one picked her. But she's definitely, like, a top 30 kid in, in, the, in the region. But, anyway, those are just my post-draft thoughts. Uh, anyway, yeah, so with Addie Mack, Jennifer Lewis, uh, Kendall McGee, and Divine, who, you know, kind of can play even down to three. I think I'm really well set up in the guard position um, because, you know, they they might, you know, there might be some better scores, um, you know, than, than maybe Divine or, or Jenica on others. However, my goal is that I'm just going to outrun both of their teams uh, because all four of my guards do a really good job of, of pushing the ball quickly up the floor and transition. Um, you know, Addie and Jenica specifically uh, do a great job of getting the outlet pass and then immediately the floor. Uh, and, and multiple times I have seen them and I know we all have seen them, you know, kind of throw a three quarter court pass uh, you know, for an easy basket. Um, and, and when I have, you know, Olivia Olson and Aliyah Crump and uh, Addie and Journey and Jaden, like those kids, you know, are, are just kids who play with a ton of energy, a ton of effort um, and, and play really well in transition. Um, and then, you know, you've got Tori, um, I think that's the other one, you know, who, who can kind of do a bit of all of that, uh, where she can, you know, outlet the ball quickly and she has good court vision. You know, she, she has experience playing the one, excuse me. Um, but she also, you know, can get down in the post and score the ball and rebound and run the floor. Uh, so I think, you know, like I said, as a precursor to the draft, I think Tori and Jenica most specifically are, you know, two of the highest ceiling players. Um, but I think their skill sets are going to be very much complemented by, um, you know, the players around them in ways that we haven't seen yet because they have not yet played with, um, you know, kids of, of this skill level yet, which is why, 
you know, I'm high on both of those kids uh, for the next level, just because they're going to be playing with the best players they've ever played with in their life. Um, but I know the question mark on my team is you don't have any post players, Well, you don't need any post players when you have journey, when you have, you know, Addy, when you have Tori, when you have Jaden, because, you know, they're some of the toughest players in the Midwest. Uh, and, and, you know, Addy's obviously six, three. And so I, I feel very good about the, uh, you know, one-on-one matchup situations coming out of those matchups uh, because we just doubled down in the post um, and we would, we would never leave Eiley, but we would be so comfortable <laughs> about leaving everyone else probably uh, to double down the post. Uh, especially since, you know, the, the kids that are going to be doubling down in the post are going to be six, one, six, two, not, you know, five, seven, five, eight guards. Um, and they're all super athletic. So. I, I firmly believe that my my team with the sheer guard play, the scoring that's going to come out of the guards, um, and just the vast collection of wings that I have that'll be versatile, that'll be interchangeable, uh, that can be, you know, the matchup can be predicated, like who I play can be predicated by the matchup on the floor. Uh, I think I'm just kind of an interchangeable, great team. Um, and I think the, the results will show. I will also like to add that my team will not be leaving Eileen Tanky any amount of space whatsoever um, because I do not want to give up 30 points solely based on threes to Eileen Tanky. So I, I would just like to make that abundantly clear as well. I don't know who's Gardner, but whoever it is is just going to be looking directly into her face like the entire time from like four inches away because I am not losing on Eileen Tanky made threes. <laughs> don't come at my best. So, <laughs> so, so funny, funny thing, actually, kind of highly related, but once – uh, Eric Victor, my first thought was Avery Lower, who um, if we had like 12 picks, I probably would have picked her as a three-point specialist because down in Memphis, like I was telling Brady the other day, you know, this kid, like if you're watching game and, and like someone's hot, whether it's a WBA, college basketball, NBA, and someone's hot and, you know, they're going to score 35, 40 points or whatever, and it's just their night and they're shooting the ball really well. Um, in Memphis, I had the epiphany where every time Avery touched it and went up for a shot, like in my mind, I was like, oh, that's going in. Like it kind of highly tanky esque where the kid just couldn't miss. And so if, if I had room for a three point specialist off the bench, she would have been my pick, like probably pick 11 actually. So. I mean, well, my, my three point specialist is also my best player and also my, you know, in my opinion, the best player in the is there okay. Am, am I are, are you guys of the opinion that Ali Isabel is the best player in the Midwest? I, I won't ask Eric. Actually, I'll just ask Mason because he's just gonna say it's Madden Greenway. So I, I wanna ask Mason, do you think that that's the case? Uh I think it's probably Amanda. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um um I would say I would say like if you're looking at 24, 25, and 26. Like just any class, uh, whatever you want to take it as, because I believe she is. But then again, I may be um, a touch biased. I think right now with pedigree, I think it's hard to say that she's not. I mean, obviously Madden is is up there. Uh, you know, Jenica will be up there. Tori will be up there. Oprah. Um, <laughs> like in terms of like, 
overall talent production slash like accolades, yeah, I think it's it's really hard not to say that she is. Obviously, Olivia Olson, like I mean, there's a ton of good talent, but I don't think you'd have an argument for me. So I, I think you'd have I think you'd have one A and then one B, one C, one D, etc. I have a question for both of you. They have to answer. Well, can I can I just add one thing for my yeah. case? Uh, um, I do. Since Eric says it's all about having, you know, he takes whoever has the best player. Mason has said that I might have the best player in the Midwest. So Eric, by default, says my team is the best. So yeah, well, okay. You guys also <laughs> realize that Shohei Otani is the best player in Major League Baseball. And the oh, Angels we're terrible. not playing baseball. We're not playing baseball. Okay, well, uh, oh, you, I mean, LeBron oh, James play on the Lakers last year and the year before and the year before, and they weren't the best like, team. Like, like one 50 year. games, like 50 games. All I have to say is in awesome. any of our three teams, who has someone that scored 60 in a game? Uh, I do. I do too. I do. You really? Uh, Tegan Mullaney scored 61. Who? Tegan Mullaney scored 61. Okay, well, <laughs> and Mason, you have one that scored 48. Who scored 60 for you? Uh, Jack Lewis in seventh grade. I'm sorry, in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, that opposing, team, that opposing team needs to be fired. Well, they were also like 11 years old, so I don't care. Fire them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my question for both of you: Was there one or two players that you're surprised that none of us three took? I have two. Um, I already said I one have, earlier. You I have one that Ava that occurred. So Brady. Um, I'm surprised that Eric didn't take Tori McKinney. She's one of them that I have surprised. Yeah, I thought about taking her, but I figured that Eric would uh, take her with that last pick. The Michaela one kind of surprised me a little bit, but I'm surprised that no one took uh, took her in particular. Also, uh, Taylor Stremlow. Yeah, I would say Ava, just from Iowa, but I know that Eric is not as well-versed in Iowa. I took two of them. No, 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 but like, you know, oh. the not very top kids. <laughs> like, oh. you're not as well knowing the depth of Iowa. Oh. Uh, so, so mine would probably be, Amanda. Uh, like I said, yes, uh, <laughs> Ava, uh, and then probably actually Callie. Oh. Um, I was, oh. And, and my other one is Alyssa Sand. Uh, I, had her on my board. I almost took her for that post position, but I just thought that having the ability to pick Divine and Journey and have that, you know, continuity and chemistry was just too good to be to pick up. But I think Alyssa Sand would have been a really good five. My other one that I have besides Tara McKinney, and I really thought of her because when I was talking about like defense and guard and stuff, I was thinking Jordan Odie. Hit threes, had a really big summer, you know, UAA, you know, starting to kind of become nationally known. Jordan Odie, I was like, "Mm, maybe they'll take her, but so that's the one thing I'm like, "Mm, surprised she wasn't on the board, but at the same time, I'm pretty happy with my team because we're going to score 89 and hold Brady's to 50. Uh, yeah, you're not holding Allie's bell. Schemed under 50 points. I hate to break it to you. But, uh, um, another kid that I'm kind of surprised by, another ESPN, uh, you know, I I think she's top. 50 um is McKenna Christian another Lakers kid um the way the draft went I guess maybe it's not too much of a surprise just more of like a like a bigger you know four or five kind of kid um more so than like a four three um so I guess maybe it's not as big of a surprise but I mean she is a like she is a nationally ranked kid and uh it kind of goes to show the uh the depth of talent in these three states in general that uh all of us were comfortable um kind of you know 
letting her letting her uh you know slip um out of the draft for us but if there was another round there is a chance that i may have picked her because she is extremely talented um but yeah that's another name um but again then again this conversation that we're having just shows kind of how much talent there is in the midwest right now um which honestly is insane the when you actually put a when you actually start doing a draft and having 30 kids and just thinking about the kids who didn't get picked i think we can do it again I, I was going to say, I think we could do it again and have, obviously, the talent level would, like, obviously, our first teams would be better. But, like, I don't think from, you know, the first 30 to the second 30, there's really a, that much of a drop-off. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's going to be a drop-off, but, like, we're still going to be able to pick 30 Division One kids. Like you said, Brady, there's going to be, you know, a couple nationally ranked kids that are, you know, picked. Uh, just off the top of my head, because the Terry twins are also nationally ranked, mm-hmm. so that's at least three. Um, and I'm sure there might be more that I'm I'm not thinking of right now. Uh, but I I really think that we would also you know for a second thirty be able to pick three pretty good teams. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I I think uh, I like this exercise just simply to uh, kind of be able to have this conversation in particular um however um i do want to ask eric um eric you know for for you um i, I kind of want to i'm gonna ask mason this too but what, what is your philosophy going into this uh in this draft like what were you looking to do when you when when you came in and kind of did that change at all throughout the uh the draft at all or was it just oh. madden fill in whoever you can <laughs> <laughs> no because i liked i like length yeah. i like that's why I'm a big fan of the 15U North Tartan team. I like that length that can be disruptive, good size, good shooting. You know, Eile Tanky, that's a long shooter that can get the shot off over defenders. I like speed, but I want to play under control. I think some teams that play with speed play out of control. I like a controlled, intense defense, length, size, shooting. And when you have the microwave at the straw who stirs the drink, you always in charge, you always in a game. So I don't want to listen to your philosophies ever about coaching because you also said about 10 minutes ago that you were going to have your team play a three, two zone. So you don't have a play of zone when you have that much talent. Oh man. Maybe you'll throw off, you'll throw them off. Uh, Yeah. You can only coach Michaela Werner and her post moves. That's all you're allowed to coach. I think the other nine might be able to figure it out. It might be for the best too, honestly. <laughs> um, well, for me, um, I was hoping that I would uh, either just get the number one pick, obviously, or the number two pick behind Eric because I knew Ali Isabel would be available. So that was a very big help for me. Um, just being able to get that kid on my roster, I I, I feel like it was pretty. Uh, there's not really many ways you can build a roster around a kid like that where it's you know gonna fail like miserably. Um, so I started with kind of building the, uh, the top, like the, the one and five, just so I can have a, uh, kind of have an, a basis of kind of where I was going to go after that. So getting, being able to get Liv McGill with the second round pick, I think that was, uh, um, ideal. I was, I don't really know. I mean, obviously Madden was never going to fall there with, with Eric being in the first round anyway. So I didn't even think about taking Madden. Um, but then getting Imani Jenkins, I, I think, um, her, I mean, I obviously, uh, um, Mason can probably speak more on, on her than I can. Um, but I believe she's probably the most talented 
kid who can play the five, I guess would be the way to put it um, in, in those three States. Um, she's not, obviously she has like a bunch of, um, you know, power five stuff now too. Um, or maybe, I don't know if it's a ton, maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but I know Missouri um, has an offer on her. So she has an SEC school that's after, and I'm sure that's not the only one. Um, but yeah, like um, being able to have, you know, a kid who can, you know, play the one and play the five at a high level. Um, I think that's, something that I really kind of wanted to do, even if I wasn't going to take more than one five, um, having like being able to take a kid like Imani who can play the five is, I think is something that's kind of lost. Um, even if I'm not going to play her 40 minutes a game, I think having a, a post, um, is obviously helpful. Um, then obviously, you know, taking wings like Keegan, Kale, um, and Rainey, um, also, um, all those kids can score it. All those kids can defend, can defend on the perimeter and all have the, uh, the length to be able to, uh, you know, you know, play uh, at that level. And then having Kuso and Feta also as kids who can play the one, maybe Kuso is more of a, you know, a two and a three more than a one. Um, but having, you know, let's say Trista, um, I, I really didn't, I, I really struggled um, with that, with that last one. Cause there's obviously a lot of kids that you think you want to take until you kind of get down to the nitty gritty. Um, but yeah, I wanted to build a team of pretty much Ali Zabel and then, a one, a really good one to five, then a lot of really good wings is kind of, kind of where I, where I took it. And hopefully, uh, hopefully the people, um, are, are fans of where I took that, but that, uh, that was my um, mentality kind of going through that. So, um, let's, let's, let's hear what Mason had with his blind draft because he didn't even, he kind of forgot this was happening until we first started this. Um, so let's, I, I kind of want to know where, where his mind was going throughout the whole draft. Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, like Brady said, when we hopped on, I was like, oh, we're doing this today. Well, that wasn't very good planning by me because I completely <laughs> forgot. Uh, however, <clears throat> my strategy coming in was to get the best talent. Uh, I think I did a uh, very good job of that. Uh, I think with my first overall pick, <clears throat> uh, Tori, I think that I probably could have gotten her in the second, or I guess it would have been the third round. Uh, potentially um but i wanted to pick her because she is kind of <clears throat> that kid that can like i said play one through five <clears throat> and i wanted my team to be really versatile so that's why you know you see essentially seven kids that can play you know three spots uh on the floor um and then once I got Tori and Olivia Olsen and then Aliyah Crump, you know, that's a really good base there at the, you know, kind of the two, three, four. Um, and then, you know, then I had to pick some guards. Uh, you know, I actually got three guards that I wanted uh, in Addy, Jenica, and Kendall. Uh, and then it was just back to kind of picking kids who I thought would fit really well uh, within that team. Uh, you know, definitely fits fits the mold of being able to play pretty much anywhere on the floor. Uh, Jaden, you know, and Journey specifically are, are kids who, you know, will bring a ton of toughness and, and probably have them play the five, which they do in high school, so they're used to it. Um, and then, well, okay, Jaden doesn't really, uh, <laughs> but she can't. She does and stretches. She does and stretches. I forgot. Sorry, Kennedy White. You were the post player. However, Jaden also does guard post players with her toughness and, and might, um, you know, and, and does a really nice job on those bigger floors that they come across with 
uh, there at Inkney, uh, and obviously probably will be there five this year uh, on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, and then Divine, obviously, again, can play multiple spots on the floor. Um, so for me, it was all about positional versatility. Uh, everyone on my team, I think, can at least play two positions, sometimes three or four or five. Um, and so going back to the original question, my strategy did not differ throughout the draft at all, only because uh, Rainey and uh, Kale were the only two picks that I was getting ready to pick uh, that were taken. So no one was really taken from me. Um, once I once I kind of mapped out in my brain how I wanted to look. Um, and when Kale was taken, I think I picked Addy, which I think might be a little bit better. Uh, and then Rainy turned into Divine and Journey. So, I mean, I, I can't really... I can't really complain with that one either. So, well, um, I go- well, what's going to happen now is, uh, uh, well, actually, is there anything else you guys want to add? I, well, I'll, I'll start. I'll start there. Is there anything you want to add with this draft? There any any cases that you want to make in addition before we close this puppy out? Fans, make sure you tell us who you think's team is better or who will win or why you think so. And you can also let the person know that they're the best at at Eric Jr. All-Star. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we have man. a bunch of Providence people messaging Eric. Fair. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Connor Eric, will even send you a message. Be like, Eric, you're the best team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well. Whenever this gets posted, um, I'm going to uh, share the Google Sheet um, below in a separate tweet, and it's also going to have a poll on it to uh, so uh, anyone can you know vote. Um, hopefully, you all pick me. Um, you know, just please, I'm, I'll do anything. Oh, please. <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> I, that's a bold, a bold uh, oh, choice man. of words there. We all have I'll do anything. I swear. <laughs> I swear I'll do last anything. words for Brady. <laughs> We all oh, have different man. strategies here. Uh, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we close this out? Uh, next week. Do we want to do, since we don't have anything going on, do we want to do a Google form for questions? Yes. Yeah. Where we just... Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, um, I, I don't know who wants to set that up, but uh, I'll also put that uh, I can on do it. End. Okay. Yeah. I can Everyone... do it. I'll send okay. it to you guys as well. Yeah, Mason's got it. He'll get he'll get most of the interaction anyway. He's the he's the he's the big timer here. So no 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 all. no. I will send it to you guys to post as well. Oh man. Well, you can I'm also post it against it. I'll probably get more interaction. Yeah, but that's gonna hear over there. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we'll have that next week, and we'll post it. I mean, I honestly, since it's only one o'clock, because we're recording on Thursday, I can probably post it tonight, um, with the with the pod and everything else. So, um, yeah. So we'll hopefully get everything up. Um, if you're listening to this on August the third, um, we record this on August the third, so hopefully, um, I can get it up by then, which I'm pretty sure I will be able to. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, you all uh, had a good time listening to this because I know we all had a blast doing this, and we might actually. I, I like Mason's idea of doing one with the kids who weren't selected because I think there's a that that would be pretty fun too so uh possibly that's something we do in a in a in a pod you know as the off season kind of you know gets into more nothingness um but yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for all thanks you all for listening and uh um hopefully you all tune in next week hey hey jj reddick